so excited to do the podcast with you. Same. Yeah. Here we go. Welcome to the Misfit Stars podcast. I'm Shannon Curtis. And I'm Jamie Hill. Hi, listeners. Shannon and I are a married pair of working artists, and this podcast is our weekly date for getting on microphones and talking with one another and with you about what's mattering to us this week. We're so happy you're here. And hi, sweetheart. Hello. Hi. Uh, Shall we start off with some announcements, announcements, announcements? Yep. Okay, great. I'll start. Great. We have a brand new Shannon Curtis album coming out, people, this Friday, December 2nd. The long wait is almost over. Uh, It'll be worldwide everywhere you listen to music. So all the services, Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Deezer for our French friends. Uh, You know, you can listen to it. You can make it part of your life. And we really hope you do this to help us with this project before Friday, you can follow Shannon on Spotify if you haven't already. Mm-hmm. Just search for her, follow her. That way it'll appear in your release radar and it'll put it in other people's release radars who follow stuff that you follow. Yeah, just type in the little artist search, mm-hmm. Shannon Curtis, you'll find me. There's a follow button. Click it. Click. Do it. Click. click. Yeah. We even followed ourselves the other day. Why not? I, I was logged in as Shannon and I went to her profile and the button said follow. So I clicked it. I think like I may a, have opened up a black hole. It's like a dog chasing its tail. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's a, what is it? An Ouroboros? It's a Spotify Ouroboros. I love it. Yeah. So please follow Shannon on Spotify. Also, please join us for mm-hmm. our album release celebration mm-hmm. extravaganza. People, this is going to be so much fun. Shannon and I have been scheming in earnest this mm-hmm. week. We're going to bring you a new look and feel for uh, for the video, for the live broadcast. We're doing them 7 p.m. every night starting Friday for 10 nights on Facebook Live and Instagram Live. On Facebook, it's on Shannon's personal profile, mm-hmm. facebook.com slash Shannon K. Curtis. You can just be there, wait for the announcement or the, the notification to pop up that says Shannon Curtis has gone live and just click it. Yeah, you're make in. sure you're following me yeah. on there because yep. like, yeah, you can just say follow or add friend or whatever yeah. and yeah. Yeah, and uh, we'll be on Instagram also and it's instagram.com slash Shannon Curtis Music. You're probably already connected with us there. I just wanted to let you know and you can pick whichever platform you like. We'll be simulcasting on both platforms. Fancy. And it's going to be so much fun. We're going to be doing live music performances like acoustic, like electric piano, me on electric piano, Shannon singing just out in the room, mm-hmm. uh, just like acoustic performances of songs that have been chosen by people who have donated uh, or will donate 20 dollars a month or more. Mm-hmm. We're doing also a fundraiser as part of this. Uh, you know, so everyone who has already been supporting us through Misfit Stars, they already got their emails sent out today letting them know each and every one of you what free stuff we are going to send you in the mail. Oh, we've got giveaways. Did we mention giveaways? Oh my gosh, yeah. there's so many giveaways people. <laughs> and you know, for anyone who upgrades uh, or makes a new uh, monthly pledge during the fundraiser mm-hmm. slash album extravaganza, uh, you will A, help us try to hit our fundraising total, which would be wonderful. And B, we'll send you stuff. Mm-hmm. There is a paperback companion book that goes along with the album. There's a hardcover version of it, which is so, so nice. Cool. <laughs> it feel, it's just a great size and shape. It really feels engaging to hold. Yes. It's really, really fun. Uh, there are compact discs, if that still has a place in your life. I know some people prefer the physical yeah. music these days, even still, mm-hmm. you know? We do. We do vinyl, but uh, we can't do vinyl for this one, but there are CDs available. We'll send you one if you want it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's T-shirts. There are adorable Be With What Is oh, T-shirts. Yeah. I'm, imagine me sitting in full lotus position <laughs> with my thumb and middle finger gently yes. touching to channel my chakras. <laughs> 
and that I'm what wearing, you're doing? Channeling I'm not, your chakras? I'm not really sure. And uh, <laughs> I don't know what a chakra is. Is it obvious? <laughs> and the shirt says, be with what is. It's a very zen, very Buddhist kind it's of kind sentiment. Of like, and it's got the album artwork around it too. It's kind of like that, it's sort of like that message is sort of like the beating heart of this album project, yeah. this concept album. Yeah. Like the idea of like radical acceptance is kind of where all the power lies in cultivating peace for within ourselves yeah. and also finding our own power yeah. in the midst of times that feel hard. Because it's the stuff you can't control oftentimes if you don't have a good relationship with it that will make you feel powerless. Yeah. Because you literally can't control it. It's in the column of things I can't control. Right. And if you try to control it, it's stressful. And it's tormenting. So yeah. like you you don't, yeah. So anyway, that's that's the t-shirt. I'm excited about it's it. It's a really, really cute t-shirt. I've already got mine. I'll be wearing it on the live broadcast for people to covet. <laughs> uh, but you know, for everyone who makes a, a new pledge to support us in a monthly way. First of all, do this at misfitstars.com slash support. Mm -hmm. We are officially kind of kicking off our fundraiser sure. for this album cycle right now. Yep. And as always, you know, we've been letting you guys know, like we don't do like raise a big bucket of money fundraisers right now. What we're really leaning on right now is this idea that we are sort of in cahoots with mm -hmm. a community of people who believe in what we're doing and who want to see us keep doing it mm -hmm. and who want to support us to be able to grow it bigger. I mean, the support that you all gave us through supporting us, you know, on a recurring monthly way mm -hmm. uh, over the past couple of years, it, that's what gave Shannon the ability to dream bigger mm -hmm. and to think up this new sound and to mm -hmm. think up this bigger idea for an album concept. Mm -hmm. And the results have been immediate and palpable, which is really gratifying. It's nice every so often when the universe just immediately gives you good feedback. Yeah, you know sure. what I mean? Because <laughs> so often as artists, you just put it out there and you don't really know the ripples. But yeah. like, we had the title song from this record hit number one for over a month straight on a radio station, a commercial AAA radio station. Like, it was that Shannon at number happen. one, Florence and the Machine at a distant number two, apparently, for like <laughs> listener votes. Like, People love this stuff. And the reason they love it, I mean, first of all, we all know Shannon's a genius songwriter, beautiful voice, the whole package, right? So but she had the opportunity to figure out something that was so cool. And the mm -hmm. reason she had that extra time is because of the support that you guys give us. Mm -hmm. That gives us room to breathe and room to dream. And that's what mm -hmm. artists, I think, really, really need. I have the, I, found, I stumbled upon this uh, this image that I took a note of to talk about here. Mm. Um, uh, it's something I, I just stumbled upon on Instagram. Um, and it's, I'm now going to describe an image I saw on Instagram, but it's just like a line drawing, so it should be easy. But That's imagine nice, like a big, it's, it's like you're doing alt text on a, on a post. <laughs> exactly. It's good. It's accessibility, 101. Uh -huh. uh, so the, imagine like a, a, a big triangle, right? Kind of, and it's sort of, it's sort of similar to like when you're, when you see a, a, a drawing of like an iceberg, right? Like, so and there's a line at the top of that triangle with just the tippy top of the triangle poking up above the line. Okay. But the majority of the triangle is down beneath the line, so right? It's like an iceberg kind of situation. It's kind of like that, yes. And the whole triangle is, uh, and I should mention, this 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 drawing is titled The Life of an Artist, okay? Ah. And so the, the, the whole triangle is labeled work, okay? <laughs> and the little teeny tiny bit that's poking up above the top of the line is work you see, <laughs> <laughs> and like, I feel like this album release and the so celebration true. that we're doing over the next ten days after the, cel the starting on Friday, is the work you see. It's the it's the little it's the moment where we can be like, look, here's what we've been doing, and yeah. like, and the, and the rest of it is you know the the time you know, dreaming and imagining and working on it and fine-tuning and, and just doing doing the actual work to make it happen. I mean, we yeah. made a whole album and a whole book, uh -huh. you know, and Dude. all the 
completely different versions of the book, by the way. Right, and a whole- Holy cow. And all the artwork to go along with it, all that stuff really happens so much not in the public eye at all. But that's the stuff that makes the the work you see possible, right? And our community- makes all of that possible. Yeah. And so like this the the community of people who have been supporting the work that we're doing, the people who will join us in this uh in this new effort that we're doing this next coming you know week and a half. Um the, it's all it's all support for a lot of stuff you don't see, but then we get to celebrate the stuff you do, that we get to show the world, and and that's what we're doing the next ten days. It's so fun, that. yeah. So people, I'm going to make you a hard pitch right now. Oh. I want you really to listen okay. to me, and I want you to take this on board. Okay? okay. Okay. So here's the deal: we're starting our album fundraiser right now. Mm-hmm. You might recall that we didn't do a fundraiser for ourselves last year. We took the opportunity of our album release and our fundraiser to use that energy to raise money for a friend of ours with cancer. Yeah. Uh, it's been two years. Uh, two. Two and a half. Two and a half years since we've done a fundraiser for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, that's okay. We understand that, like, in this time, there are, like, we, we've been, you know, not exactly on thin ice, but, you know, we've, been, we've, we've trimmed things down, but we've been okay. You know what I mean? We had some mm-hmm. savings. We've been burning through that. <laughs> and there have been other people who have been in yeah. greater need than us, and we prioritize those people. Uh, you know, that said, it's a time when we could really use some people, some more people, some new people, some old people, but in a newer way, coming alongside us to help buoy us a little bit mm-hmm. in our continued work here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way to do that is to go to misfitstars.com slash support. So what we're looking for, I mean, overall, we have a, the first goal is we just want to see if we can get 20 new people to support our work. In a monthly we way. We already yeah. have two people even before this thing technically starts on Friday, who have done that. That's really encouraging yeah, to me. We're already uh-huh. 10% there. <laughs> I'm feeling guardedly optimistic. Not cocky, though. You know, can't get cocky. But I feel like the energy is pretty good. Mm. So here's what we want to ask you. If you like what we do in the world, if you appreciate who we are, if you appreciate the work that we bring to you, you know, the value that we add to your life and the lives of other people, please consider making a recurring small dollar monthly pledge to us. Mm -hmm. You just go to misfitstars.com slash support and you pick your amount. Uh, Most people do 10. But there are levels for 20 and 31, and you can name something bigger if Small you would like to. Small dollar means different, a different a number to different people. And that's exactly <laughs> right? what I want to touch on here. Yeah. This idea that, you know, what I always say to people when they're contemplating this, because it's so abstract, like, what should I pick? Pick a dollar amount that you wouldn't notice it if it were just to go away from your bank account every month. <laughs> for some people, that's five bucks. They wouldn't notice five, but they might notice 10. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So mm-hmm. do five if that's you. For some people, that's we have this thing called a buck a day. It's 31 bucks a month, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just, if you wouldn't miss a dollar a day going out of your bank account, then just do that one. The energy of the $5 person helping us and the $31 person helping us are, are the same. Mm-hmm. The supportive energy is wonderful. The financial practicalities mean that the $31 level of support is six times more valuable than the $5 one, <laughs> right. right? That's just simple math. You know, the, the intangible energy is really valuable to us. We also need that tangible financial support to just help us continue the work we're doing. Yeah. So there's two things you can do. If you have not yet supported our work, you can just go to misfitstars.com slash support and become a new member. Uh, we you, we will send you stuff in the mail. Uh, and it's kind of amazing because you could like sign up for like a $20 a month thing and you could have me send you over the next month a... Uh, paperback book and a CD if you want it and a t-shirt uh-huh. in any size you want all for just like 
an initial $20 a month thing. Now, look, don't go subscribing at 20, <laughs> get all the stuff, and then bail. That would not be cool That'd at all. That would be uncool. Don't do this if, you, if you're just going to bail in a couple months. We need people to do sort of sustainable support. That's right. what we're looking for here. Uh, but, you know, you can get a surprising amount of stuff. You can get a lot of, like, personal, tangible, physical value out of this, above and beyond the intangibles, which are that you're supporting us doing our work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hopefully we've been demonstrating to you in a really clear way over this last year how valuable that support is and the results that we can get from it. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully we've made that value proposition pretty clear to you. So, misfitstars.com slash support. I would love to see a couple of new supporters from uh, hearing my words on this podcast right now. So, misfitstars.com slash support. Thank you. There's my pitch. Good How did tips. I do, listeners? Good. If you think I did good, go get it done. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, excellent pitch. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing you all on the live broadcast starting on Friday night. 7 p.m. Pacific. Mm-hmm. The second announcement I have, I'm going to keep it short. Uh, I still have a spot for one more song, personal song, yeah. for this Christmas season, holiday season. You're filling up, but we got room if for If you are one. interested, send me a message at shannon at misfitstars.com, and I'll send you the info about pricing yeah. and how it works, and we'll get you on the docket. Very excited. It's the best gift ever, and it will improve your love life. It, <laughs> that, is a, that is a tested yeah. guarantee. Guaranteed um, or no money back. <laughs> Jamie, how are you feeling today? You know what? In a very novel sort of uh, development, mm-hmm. I'm feeling a little bit sick. Oh, no. I have like the world's smallest chest cold. Yeah. I, like I haven't had a cold in like or really anything at all since mm-hmm. before the pandemic. I know. So it's like three and a half years or something like that, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just inter- three years, I guess. But it's like very, it's novel. It's almost kind of fun in a way. It sucks. <laughs> It sucks too, you know. <laughs> I'm glad it's not worse, you know. I yeah. kind of feel like I processed some of the worst of it. I, it came on like 8 p.m. last night. Yeah. I feel like I processed some of the worst of it in my sleep and I feel a little bit better today, although kind of tired, a little bit loopy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, how interesting. I suppose it means I could have been a bit more assiduous about my masking uh, mm. over this weekend. You and I went to a night market, uh, you know, and it was a big, huge volume of air, mm-hmm. you know, and we were able to socially distance mostly, but maybe not enough, you know, clearly. I guess it's a good reminder to double down on that practice yeah. again. Things have been sort of okay in our country as far mm-hmm. as COVID goes. but People are still getting it. That's we should not be getting yeah. cocky just yet. Yeah, yeah. You know, so there's that. But uh, spiritually, I'm feeling great. I feel motivated. I'm always a little bit loopy when I get sick, so I'm pretty yes, cheerful. Y- you do get more cheerful when you're like physically sick. It's, it's really weird. funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's true. How about it you? It's the alternative. You know, I'm feeling stable today, which That's is nice. a big improvement over my day yesterday. Yeah. Where I woke up just already, like I woke up and from the get go, my resilience tank was empty. Yep. You woke up on E for sure. I woke up on E and then I had a whole day I had to do. And it was a hard day. Mm-hmm. It just, it was a really hard day. Yeah. You were so patient and supportive. Uh-huh throughout the whole thing, and I really appreciate that. Happy to help. Um, But I woke up today feeling so much better, and, like, I just feel okay, and I'm going to take that as a win. I I like it, too. (laughs) It's a W for me also. I love it. Hey, I think we should fire up the good news machine. What you got? Okay, uh, big, great news today. The Senate today, on Tuesday, passed the Respect for Marriage Act. Woo! 
which would which will enshrine. It still has to go back to the House for a vote, and then it, President Biden will be signing it. So yeah. this is this is going to become law. Yeah. But it's going to enshrine marriage equality into federal law. Frickin' finally, granting protections to same sex and interracial couples. The bill passed in a 61 to 36 vote in the Senate. That means that 36 assholes in the Senate voted against this. But also 61 is one vote shy of, uh, like if you don't have 60 votes in the Senate, um, you don't get to pass stuff (laughs) because of the filibuster. Mm -hmm. So um, it just honestly just barely passed, but it did pass. It's it's really great. Here's how it's going to work. The Respect from Marriage Act does not force states to issue marriage licenses to same-sex couples, Mm -hmm. but it does require that people uh, be considered as married in any state throughout the country as long as the marriage was valid in the state where it was performed. So let's say you live in a (laughs) bass-ackward state somewhere that doesn't issue same-sex marriage licenses. Um, but you were married in, say, Vermont. Or, or, yeah, you know. Shout out Vermont. Yeah. Um, But you were married in a state where it was legal. Yeah. That, that, Bass Ackward State has to recognize your marriage yes. as legal. Um, so that's great. And afford you all of the benefits and protections, like right. uh, bedside visitation in hospitals, all uh, of that. survivor benefits. Exactly. It's all a really, really big deal. This yeah. is stuff that, like, I think a lot of us sort of more straight people, like, don't really think about a lot, but, like, as a as a queer person, like you don't necessarily just like have all the same rights that we do, and it's stuff that you wouldn't even think about. But like, if you're like, if you've got a domestic partner who you've been with for thirty five years, but you're in a state that doesn't recognize mm-hmm. gay marriage, like if your partner gets in a car crash and goes into the hospitals in the ICU in some place that has restricted access, you can't get in. Right. It's just monstrous. It is monstrous. And we don't really think about this. It's just like we make these people live in a way that's just like beneath how we live, which is so morally And even not in those like extreme cases, like like being in a car accident, but like just like financial implications. People, you know, have been excluded from um, from the kinds of financial protections that a married couple can have, right. you know, so it's great. It also the bill also repeals the Defense of Marriage Act. Remember that from 1996. I do. DOMA. It defined marriage as the union of one man and one woman, it, and, and that that law has not in effect that that had, law has been unenforceable. It was de, it was deemed unconstitutional yeah. by the Supreme Court's mm-hmm. 2015 ruling in Oberfell versus Hodges. That's yep. the one that made same-sex marriage legal nationwide. So DOMA was not really enforceable up until now, but it will actually just strike it from the books, this new new law. So that's great. Hearing about all this, this week, it's just been so wild for me to meditate on, like, how much really bad, totally not progressive stuff Bill Clinton did. Right. It's really crazy. Like yeah. we, at the time, it was like Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton, he's so cool. Right. He plays the saxophone. He's hip. Like he's, he's young like <laughs> us. He's really cool. Like the stuff he did to like black people vis a vis incarceration. The stuff that he did to uh, LGBTQ people vis a vis DOMA. Yeah. Uh, there's other stuff. Like a lot of it is just really, really reprehensible, yeah. morally indefensible stuff. Yeah. At the time, yeah. I understand it was part of sort of a grand bargain compromise kind of thing. But man, using Ooh. other people's lives as bargaining chips, not real cool. Cool. Not sure we should ever be using human rights as a bargaining chip. No, no. 
No. no. So, but you're right. Yeah, but it's great news. This is the good news machine. So we're celebrating the fact that uh, this bill will it will pass the House, um, and it, and President Biden will sign this bill. It will become law um, before before Democrats lose control of the House before January twenty whatever year. Yeah. Yep. So it's great news and hooray! Very excited Woo-woo. about that. Uh, also, the, the, this the bill. I, I mentioned it at the top of the segment, but like it also protects interracial marriage, which right. like sounds like something that we shouldn't even have to think about. But it, but it was it was essential that this bill was passed because ever since the Supreme Court struck down the right to abortion with uh, the Dobbs decision this summer, uh, the way that that decision was written just gave a a, a window into what this. Uh, radical, extreme right-wing Supreme Court has in mind for other protections of human rights. Clarence uh, Thomas like, was real excited to invalidate his own marriage. It's so weird. But but uh, the, the, the Dobbs decision really kind of gave a window into, oh, this Supreme Court actually might take away the right to contraception. They might take away the right to uh, same-sex marriage. They might take the, take away the right to interracial marriage because all of those all of those rights have rested on the same right to privacy that the abortion decision uh, rested on, yeah. and which they struck down. So, like all of a sudden, all these other rights that we have taken for granted uh, came under threat. So this is why it was really important that the, the Congress and the President act on on codifying the right to marriage equality. One hundred. Yeah. Do you have any good news? Uh, no, it's just you today with that. Okay, well then let's get less dumb. Class, anyone? Anyone? I've got a great one, but you've got two, so you go first. Okay, okay. Well, my first one is is relatively quick, but um, you heard that that volcano in Hawaii is erupting. The, mm-hmm. uh, Mauna Loa. Thank you for pronouncing it, because I wasn't sure exactly how to, how to say it. I, I probably pronounce it like a white person. Okay. I apologize. Okay. Um, so what, I was reading an article about it this morning, and uh, they were talking about like the the various hazards that can exist with volcanic eruptions. Mm. And like, you think about like, you know, lava and an explosion and gas and ash sure. and all that kind of stuff. I had never heard of this one before. There are glass particles that get released into the air hmm. from a volcanic in- eruption. Check this out. Makes sense, so I guess. When, this is from the Seattle Times. When hot lava erupts from a fissure and rapidly cools, it forms glass particles named Pele's hair. Whoa. Pele's Tears uh, also is another one, um, uh, another name for it, after the Hawaiian goddess of volcanoes. The particles tend not to travel far from volcanic vents, maybe only a, a few hundred feet, or mm. excuse me, a few hundred yards mm-hmm. or a mile, mm-hmm. and it doesn't threaten many people, uh, but it just literally look, look, looks like hair strands. Whoa. And that's it's where you, the, the fluid lava is stretched by the wind. Like So the, the lava's up in the air, it's being stretched by the wind, and it, it cools and becomes these thin hair-like glass particles, but they're... Like clear glass? I don't know. I guess maybe it's... I don't know what color it is. Wow. But it's glass. Like, they're as short as a few millimeters uh-huh. or as long as a few inches. And Whoa. they can be, like, sharp. Like, the guy that they were interviewing about this was saying, like, you wouldn't want to be, like, digging with your bare hands in soil where these have landed because you would get a cut. You like, get lacerated. Yes. Whoa. Like, flying glass particles. I'd never heard of that. And kind I thought of that cool. was kind of so interesting. Dangerous. Totally. I love it. Okay, so what's your item for let's get last time? Oh man, this is great. So eggplants. Have has anyone listening ever been like, why are they called eggplants? <laughs> right? Think I, about it. I bet you have. It looks right? nothing like an egg. It's no. purple. 
It's For one purple thing, and it's, oblong. It's, it's like a purple football. Huge. Yeah. yeah. So they're called that because in the original way in which they came uh, over to the Western world, like, okay. like Europe and the UK, okay. way back in the day, okay. they looked like eggs. What do you mean? So here is the deal. Uh, food historians have traced eggplants to their origins in uh, China and India, right? So okay. the, the Asian subcontinent, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, and records show that eggplants were cultivated as early as 50 BCE. Oh, wow. So a really, really long time, a little over 2,000 years ago, right? Wow. Travelers carried the fruit west to Europe. Uh, also, it's a fruit, by the way. It has a seed structure, like it's a tomato. A fruit. Like a tomato, it has a seed structure that no makes it be a fruit. way. Weird, right? Oh my gosh. So uh, eventually it arrived in America, thanks to Thomas Jefferson, who brought some seeds back from France. But the earl those early eggplants were totally different than what we think of as being modern purple eggplants. Those ones back in the day uh -huh. flowered and grew small, white, oval fruits that looked just like chicken eggs. Wow. And British gardeners named these egg-dash plants okay. for their attractive appearance uh, and they entered them in competitions. They were a very popular, competitive, growing fruit plant. Oh. You know, like for like a British gardening show or uh -huh. whatever. Uh, and uh, it, it says here that it took courage to harvest and eat the fruits because eggplants are classified in the nightshade family. Oh. And people were afraid the fruits were poisonous. Oh. But, you know, there's always some monkey out there who's like, I'll eat that. Yeah. And eventually someone <laughs> did that and, and they gave were it fine. a try and lived to tell. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And so uh, there are different kinds of eggplants, obviously different varieties. Uh, and the one that we are used to and eat is the sort of big purple one, but the little ornamental white one still does exist, still oh, is grown. Wow. Uh, but that's the first one that kind of captured the public imagination Amazing. way back in the day in, uh, in Europe and hence the name. Are they as gross as the purple ones are? I don't like eggplants. Oh, me neither. <laughs> You'd have to think though, one of the biggest problems I have with eggplant is the mushy texture and maybe yeah. the smaller guys would be firmer. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. Does it still taste like nothing? Right? <laughs> but somehow gross. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's fascinating. Thank you for sharing. Uh -huh. I, I have another item for this. I love that we have so many let's get less dumb items. So in fact, fun. there's so much cool stuff in this particular item that I'm going to just, I'm going to split it up and I'm going to oh. do half of it this week and I'm going to do the other half next week because wow. it's just so fun. Wow. Um, so uh, you have probably heard if you've followed along this podcast that we have recently joined Mastodon, uh, which is um, the only social network I will ever promote from now on. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. It is a non-corporate, uh, a way to connect with humans. Uh, it's decentralized. It's run by users. It's so good. It's run by enthusiasts. And so I am just running across all kinds of interesting people Interesting and interested yeah. people here. Yeah. It's wonderful. One of the people that I started following this last week uh, runs a blog. Uh, her name is Maria Popova. Mm -hmm. She runs like a, a website or a blog called The Marginalian. Mm -hmm. And and she just posts on in her, her, her Mastodon feed is just generally links to her, the articles. And it's just... All like just interesting, inspiring stuff. Mm. So it's like it's really fun to like explore what she's written about. Brain food. And yes, exactly. And so this article, um, it was about that she posted this week was about uh, uh, untranslatable words from around the world. Whoa. Okay. So these are words from various um, various languages uh, that, as an English speaker, an English reader. I can understand the concept of what this word is, but there is no, there's no English translate, there's no English word mm -hmm. for 
what some of these words represent. You can describe what the word represents. You can get at it, but there's no one-to-one word substitution. So I'm going to share half of these in the article with you this week, and then I'm going to share the next half next week because it's just, it's a lot, and it's so fun. Vocab Um, nerdery coming up. I know, it's so good. Okay, so the first word is a Norwegian word, and I'm going to probably butcher the the pronunciation That'll be a good side feature of this little uh, (laughs) segment here is you just butchering many different <laughs> languages so. with words. So it's a Norwegian noun, uh-huh. and the noun is forelsket. Okay. Okay. Uh, F-O-R-E-L-S-K-E-T. Forelsket. Like every Norwegian word, it sounds like a piece of furniture. From Ikea. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it means the indescribable euphoria experienced as you begin to fall in love. Oh, that's nice. Forel- What's the word now? Forelsket. Forelsket. Mm-hmm. It's good to hear the word after knowing the definition so you yes. can kind of hear if the word has any automatopoeic qualities. Yeah, 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 totally. Like if totally. it sort of sounds like that a bit. Right, okay. The second Girl's one That's nice. is a Japanese noun, uh-huh. tsundoku, mm-hmm. spelled T-S-U-N-D-O-K-U, okay. tsundoku. And it is, <laughs> it is leaving a book unread after buying it, typically piled up together with other unread books. Wow, okay, that's relatable. <laughs> Sundoku. That's amazing. I have a Sundoku on my bedside table. Same, yeah. same. I'm behind also. Wow, I feel I feel both validated and sort of attacked. <laughs> I love that there's a word for it. Okay, this one is so sweet. I love this next one. It's an Arabic noun, mm-hmm. gurfa, uh-huh. G-U-R-F-A, okay. gurfa. And it is the amount of water that can be held in one hand. So a totally sliding scale unit of measurement. Gorfa. Gorfa, yeah. Isn't that lovely, It though? is. I just... And also, as I, a unit of measurement, how perfectly and beautifully poetically useless. You know what I mean? Maybe, You can't sure. be like, okay, we're cooking. We're making cookies. We need three gurfas of water. <laughs> like, whose hand? You know what I mean? I know, I know. That's wonderful. But it's still wonderful. Okay, another Norwegian noun for us here. This is... Paleg, mm-hmm. I think that's how you say it. It's P A with a little circle at the top of the A. P A L E G G. Anything and everything you can put on a slice of bread. Huh. So like interesting. So Paleg is just it's a food category. It, 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 but it's you can put jam on it. You can yeah. put ham on it. You can put butter on it. You can put Nutella. You can put. Egg salad sandwich. Maybe you there's can, some meat. Like there's anything you can put on a slice of bread is now, is it, is it anything you would want to put on a slice of bread and that is commonly put on a slice of bread or is it anything it's, that physically fits on a slice of bread? The definition. Because like you could put a wristwatch. No, I think it's the former. It's anything that you would put on a slice of bread. I love it. Yeah. So it's basically just a word that means various sandwich fixings. Bread toppings. Yeah. Paleg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's nice. Isn't that great? Um, okay. Uh, there's this one. I think, I've, I think I've heard this one before, actually. A Japanese noun, wabi-sabi. Wabi-sabi. W-A-B-I dash S-A-B-I. Mm. It is uh, finding beauty in the imperfections and acceptance of the cycle of life and death. Well, that's just lovely. Wabi-sabi. Wabi-sabi. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, two more, and then we're going to save the rest for next week. Okay. Because this is just way too much fun. And I, I couldn't choose. I was like, yeah. I just wanted to read all of them. Got to do so all of them, yep. We'll save some for next week. Uh, this is a Hindi noun. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know how to pronounce Hindi at all. Mm-hmm. So I'm just guessing that it's pronounced something like Jugad. Mm-hmm. J-U-G-A-A-D. Mm-hmm. Jugad, Hindi. It is ensuring that things happen even with minif- minimal resources, even if they happen by hook or by crook. 
I love it. The <laughs> Hindi word for DIY. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then the last one for today is a Yiddish noun. I love this one. I love that there is a word for this. The, the noun is trepverter. 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 I don't, I'm not sure exactly if I'm... Spelling. What's the spelling? Spelling. T-R-E-P-V-E-R-T-E-R. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if I've got the assuming, accents. Assuming that all of their letters are pronounced exactly the same as in English, and then your pr- yes. pronunciation is probably exactly right. Yeah. Meaning it's, it's totally not right. It's Yiddish. Okay, right. <laughs> so Trepverter is a witty repost or comeback that you think of only when it is too late to use. Literally staircase words. Like, yep. like you've got the comeback. You, you, in the moment, you can't think of it. You leave the room and you think of the comeback. Yep. That is a trepverter. I love it. <laughs> I love that there is a specific word meaning staircase moment. I That's love great. it so much. Okay, so there's going to be more next week. Wow. Isn't that fun? I'm here for all of this. I know. Yeah, it's really, same. really good. Same, same, same. Uh, so how about we uh, request some gold stars? <laughs> All right. I am willing to listen to your petition. Hit okay, me. Okay, I am requesting a gold star. I know. Um, I'm requesting a gold star because I, just the other day, completed my 100th day of French lessons. Wow. So, some background. I've always sort of been enamored with France, French things. I got to go to Paris with you mm-hmm. for three glorious whole days back in 2010. It's been a long time all of a sudden. I know. If we ever had a moment of time, it's funny. We've got travel, travel miles saved up from when I used to fly all over the world with bands. It's true. And like we could go, it's just we never have time. People support our fundraiser <laughs> to, to buy us a couple of weeks to go to freaking Paris. We need to take Shannon to Paris. Misfitstars.com slash support. Well, the, okay. <laughs> I'm not sure that's the reason to support, but probably you not. Know, yeah. Fair I point. think our people want us to have a well-rounded life and I, not just work all the true, time. It's true. Okay, back to my gold star request. Though. Yes, uh-huh. interrupting me. Yes. Okay. So I've I've always had the, just been enamored of things, all things French. I don't know why, but I do. And, and Paris was amazing. It mm-hmm. was, and and probably this is when this started when you and I were in Paris. Mm-hmm. You you took French lessons, uh, French classes as a kid. I grew up in Vermont and Montreal was right over the border. It seemed practical at the time. Then yeah. I moved to California. Bad decision. Right, right, right. So, but you knew a modicum of French when we were there. Like yeah. there was enough to get us around, enough to like order meals, find directions to the metro, yep. all that kind of stuff. Um, and I was doing my best, albeit a very poor job, of trying to like read signs in French. And you're like, no, that's not how you say that. Like, and I was constantly having to ask. But I was like at a complete loss. I studied Spanish as a kid. Yeah. And so like there are some words that kind of look like French words. Yeah, like, there's know, a lot of them actually. Yeah, but romance languages share roots. But pronunciations are like vastly different. But I think yeah. it was on that trip that it, I thought I, I, I said to myself, one day mm-hmm. I I would like to learn French. Mm-hmm. And for the last, I guess, 12 years, I've been saying to myself, one day mm-hmm. I'm going to learn French. I remember when we moved here to Tacoma and we like drove by uh uh, Tacoma Community College. It's just down the street from our house. Yep. And I'm like, oh, one day, maybe I'll sign up for a French class mm. at the Tacoma Community College. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. Yep. And then a friend of ours, our friend Catherine, uh, went to Paris yep. this past summer. And before her trip, she started brushing up on her French. She'd studied as a kid too, but like started brushing up on her French using the Duolingo app. Mm-hmm. And she showed it to me 
And I'm like, oh my gosh, I could totally do that. And so 100 and a couple of days ago, I popped open an account mm-hmm. on Duolingo mm-hmm. and I have been practicing French every day yes, for the have. last 100 days. Yes, you have. And I'm learning stuff yep. and it is so fun. And like, you know, I'm 48 years old and like, this, it's weird. It's weird how when you, as we get older, there's not as much of an opportunity or maybe there's not as much encouragement for us to learn new things. Right. You know what I mean? Like yep. you, you kind of like learn, like you know what you know and you use that to get by in the world and mm-hmm. okay, you're done. Yeah. Like the fact that I'm learning something new, like it's opening up this whole like new room in my brain and it's mm. very exciting mm. and it's challenging. Yep. Like I get stuff wrong and I'm like, but that's where you learn stuff, right? When you get it wrong. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, And so I'm having so much fun and I'm actually doing a thing that for 12 years I have said one day I was going to do. You're doing it. And I would like a gold star for doing it for 100 days. You 100% get a lot of gold stars. <laughs> Thank you very much. And it's not like I can speak French. Okay, this is funny. You, you would be able to get yourself fed and maybe even not sleep outdoors. I could get myself fed. I could get myself around on transportation. I could find out where the toilets are. Yep. <laughs> you know, like there are, I could, I could do basic things, uh, but it's, it's pretty rudimentary and yeah. that's fine. It's but so, you, you can only basically ask for like one of things. Cause I don't think you've learned how to count yet. I can, I can count to five. Okay. So you yeah. can get up to five pizzas. Yeah. I can get Je voudrais shank <laughs> pizza. <laughs> yes, I can. Uh, yeah. I said shank. It's not shank, it's sank. Yeah, okay, sank. My pronunciation is is still, I'm working on it. Okay, so rudimentary as my French is, I have to tell a fun side story about this. Oh, okay. Um, So uh, when we were down in California in October for a work thing for you, we were there um, for a couple weeks and we were staying with my mom. And Mm -hmm. and so I was doing my French lesson uh, each evening at my mom's house. Mm -hmm. And there were a couple of nights where um, I did it where she was in the room with me and I was like, you know, teach her a word or two here or there, you know, and, um, but basically she, she was experiencing me doing French lessons, right? Yep. So we were on the phone a couple weeks ago and she was telling me about a friend's daughter of uh, a friend of hers, a daughter of that friend uh, was needing to travel to Europe for something. And that the flight she, the flight she took was uh, from, uh, like Los Angeles to Paris, okay? Um, and once she got to Paris, to the airport, she realized that she had lost her passport. Mm-hmm. And uh, when that happens, apparently, they don't obviously let you go into Paris. Like, they put you in a room in the airport, yeah. like, a, like a kind of a holding. You're sort of in airport jail. You're kind of in airport jail, yeah. They didn't give her much to eat and they took her cell phone away and all that. And she doesn't speak French. And my mom, it's so cute. Yeah. My mom said, I was thinking, we were we were wondering, she was talking to her friend as this was happening to yeah. her friend's daughter. And she was like, who do we know that speaks French? And my mom said, Shannon's taking French lessons. Oh my God, that's adorable. All <laughs> of a like, sudden you're negotiating a hostage no, release. No. Like there's there's absolutely no way I'm getting somebody out of customs jail with the amount of French I know. Yeah, I can maybe order them two pizzas. Yeah. That's about it. You can order them up to five pizzas. <laughs> Look, guys, if there's a lot of you, you're gonna have to share because I only know how to order up to five pizzas. I just thought it was so cute that my mom, in all of her, all of her 
good-hearted belief in her daughter thought that a hundred days of French lessons would have helped in any sense. So good. But she's smart. She's been doing it for a hundred days. I would imagine she's learned, what, 80, 90% of it? The entire language and vocabulary? Yeah, super good. Totally. Totally. So thank you for the gold stars Mm -hmm. and hooray. So this feels important. And this is not an ominous, this feels important. This is a great news, this feels important. Oh, that's awesome. So uh, people who've been listening to this podcast for a while know that I get a lot of newsletters. I've got a lot of interests, Mm -hmm. right? And they tend to be loosely organized around civics, politics, stuff Mm -hmm. like that, you know. I mean, there's other things, just music or whatnot, but you know. On the civics tip, something that I've been following for a while is this outfit called uh, Decision Desk HQ. They're just really well-respected election statisticians. Oh, okay. And they just track all kinds of stuff in sort of a statistical, numerical way. And they look for trends and they just see how things are moving and changing over time. It's fascinating to watch. Um, Deep dives into electoral trends, I guess is a good Uh way to put a lot of what they do. And the top line uh, takeaway that I want everyone to know about this Mm -hmm. is that despite the fact that we are barely uh, two years into the 10-year cycle of redistricting. You know, re- redistricting happens, you know, based on the census for 20, for every every even 10 years. So based on the 2020 census, they did redistricting in 2021, finished it up in 2022, and we're kind of, we got to live with those maps for the next, like, nine years right. until they do a census in 2030, and then they do it again. They do a census yeah. every decade, yeah. right? Um, and, you, you know, there were lots of headlines this summer about how Republicans gerrymandered themselves a whole bunch of seats, you know? Yep. And so that is True. But that said, according to these people who are watching how demographics and things are shifting in our country, Republicans are developing a geography problem in the House of Representatives. How so? Oh, this is so great. So I'm just going to read to you a couple short paragraphs from uh, the end of this uh, thing on their website, and I'll put a link also. Okay. Um, So partisan realignment since 2016, uh-huh. okay, uh, primarily educational polarization, like where more and less educated people have been like moving to, yeah. right? Uh-huh. It has proven to be g- disastrous for the GOP in the House. To oversimplify American politics, the safest blue districts tend to be in cities, and the safest red districts tend to encompass rural areas and small towns. Okay. We know that intuitively, right? Sure. The battleground districts are disproportionately located in high education suburban areas where Republicans are slipping. Okay. Right? Conversely, Republicans enjoy higher and higher levels of minority support uh, as black and Hispanic voters trend toward the party. Hmm. Uh, Dividing all counties into five categories ordered by the highest to the lowest proportion of the vote won by Biden, Trump only gained between 2016 and 2020 in the bluest counties. Oh, interesting. Right? Which is... No it's, good to him. It's null, yeah. Right? Like, he could take a 30-point disadvantage and change it to a 20-point disadvantage. It's a huge it's thing. Still, it's a 10% change, but it's still, like, he's still losing badly. You okay. know what I mean? Like, that's just wasted gains, which mm-hmm. is so great for us. <laughs> and it says here, to make matters worse for Republicans, Democrats gained the most in the most competitive counties. Ooh, there we uh-huh. go. Republicans will have to grapple with the uncomfortable reality that trading a suburban vote in a competitive House district for an urban vote in a deep blue House district deeply harms their ability to hold a geographic advantage. If educational polarization continues at this rate, Mm. it could be Democrats that hold a significant advantage in the U.S. House by the end of the decade, but not because of gerrymandering. Oh my gosh, here's hoping. And isn't that interesting? And I also think it's just a really good 
sort of takeaway, a secondary takeaway for me anyway, is yes, gerrymandering is bad. And yes, when they do it successfully, it can look really scary. Like the results in Florida looked like they, we should have the house if the Republicans hadn't done that. Right. That's, you know, probably true. But also if we zoom out and look at longer term trends, gerrymandering, you, like it's just a guess. And they mm -hmm. can try to crack them and pack them, right? They can right. try to manipulate the results, but they can't control how people move. Right, right. They just can't do that. That's they so can just true. take guesses. That's all they can do. And it looks like in this situation, they guessed really poorly, and uh, and there's just no way to guess it at all. So I would like great. to think that it's karma. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, I'm to, not anti. You try to, like, cheat your way into power, you you got what's coming to you. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Yeah. Love um, it. That is great news. Thank you for sharing that. Uh -huh. I love it. Um, I, I would really love for us to cruise right on into the Inspiration Station. Inspiration Station. I could use some inspiration. What do you have? Okay. This is less of like a feel-good inspiration, but it's more of like a make-you-think kind of inspiration station. Okay. Um, and this is, again, from a new connection on Mastodon uh, from Scotland. This is one of the things I'm loving about Mastodon yeah. is that, like, I'm actually making connections with people from all over the world. Like, yeah. other social networks really kind of silo you into your own country. It's really true. This is not that at all. Like, I'm, I just, I'm, I'm seeing, you know, photographs people are taking from... Ireland and yeah, I'm just, you know, that's off the top of my head, but like all places all around the world. It's yeah. really lovely. This is a connection from Scotland, uh, Stevenson at Mastodon.scot. Yeah. Um, and he said this this week, the, fetish, the fetishization of hard work, in quotes, hard mm -hmm. work, across the political spectrum with all parties reflexively using such thought-terminating cliches as hardworking people and hardworking families reduces people to commodities. Mm. Why should work be hard? Why should we make life harder than it has to be? Mm. Rather than praise hard work, we should use our resources and skills to make work and life easier. Mm. Hard work should be seen as a problem to be solved. Seriously. And I just, you know, this is not a new concept to me, but I just love the way he, he framed it all. Like and I, I and I understand the impulse to praise hard work. They're a hardworking person. That's a hardworking family. Hard work, hard work, hard work. It's huge in my family. Like one of the things that my mom says all the time about what she admired about her dad was he's a hard. He was a hard worker. Mm. Her mom and dad. My parents were hard workers. And like I get, I get, I get that. I get why that is praised. You know, mm -hmm. you see somebody being industrious, you see them dedicated, you know, maybe there are, maybe there are different words we should use instead of hard work because well, this idea that that, that label that, or that, that fetishization of hard work for mm. work's sake turns a person into a commodity. Yeah. That's dehumanizing. Yeah. And also we could do better than that. Like why not actually use all the things that we have learned and continue to learn about how the world works and technology. Like we could be using these things to make human lives easier mm -hmm. <laughs> and maybe have more room and more space and more time and more energy for things like creativity and being with one another. And Or hear me out. We could just take all this excess value that we're creating mm -hmm. in our system and just give it to like three or four people. <laughs> You mean like the extreme wealthy? <laughs> yeah, totally. Because that's yeah. literally the trade-off, right? Right, right, right. Like we could either make everyone's lives better or we could have like 10 people who are each worth like half a trillion dollars. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but I just, I really, I just, it just made me pause and it made me, if I felt inspired 
reading this because it, I felt inspired to rethink the idea of of why we say we value hard work and yeah. maybe to readjust my thinking a little bit. Like, yeah. you know, maybe if I want to say something in admiration of a person who who has spent a lot of time and energy doing a thing, <laughs> some project or whatever, yeah. maybe I could find a different word like the dedication to it or their their passion for it or, you know what I mean? Rather than praising hard work for hard, for hard work's sake, like yeah. maybe we could maybe we could do better with with that. So mm-hmm. I was inspired and wanted to pass it along. How about you? What do you got? You know, mine is just so simple. It's very small. But I got an email from my cell phone company a couple days ago. <laughs> and the first thing it says when you open it up is it says, it's from Credo, right? Because we switched to Credo a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And it says, dear fellow progressive. <laughs> And man, that felt so inspiring to me a couple of days ago when I opened that up. Because I remember getting emails from AT&T. And first of all, like they're just written by people who clearly just don't give a shit about their job or other humans. They always just sound so cold, so clinical. Like there's just, you can just tell there's just been a succession of middle managers being like, oh, take that little bit of humanity out of there. I'll take that out, mm. you know? Sounds like it was written by a robot who's just like trying to get more money out of you. Yeah. That was my relationship with AT&T. Yeah. Just like a vampire squid, just like trying to suck as much of it as it could out of my face, you know? <laughs> and Credo is like, hello, fellow progressive. And like, they take a small percentage of what I send them every month and you too for our phones. And they use it to support like Earth Justice, the Transgender Law Center, Win Without War, Economic Policy Institute, Fair Fight Action, dozens more groups. Mm-hmm. They have a little voting thing every single month. That's what this email is. It's like, hey, it's time. Vote for one of these three groups and we'll send some money to them. That's amazing. And it's just like, they're sending money that I sent them to progressive groups that they let me have a part in choosing. Yeah. It's just, and it's the, it's my cell phone company. <laughs> I find that so inspiring and wonderful. Like not everything has to be shit. You right. know what I mean? Right. We can actually like make affirmative choices to like make the ways in which we do certain things better and better for the world. Like yeah. you don't have to use Verizon or AT&T or Sprint. You can use Credo. You don't have to use Twitter. You can use Mastodon. Like mm-hmm. there's things you can do. There's ways you can change. Mm-hmm. You don't have to accept the default options. Right, right. Especially when the default options suck. Yeah. So many of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, Credo was less expensive than AT&T when we switched. Just a little plug there for a company that's not sponsoring this podcast, but just, you know, think about it. Check it out. Yeah. Maybe it could save you some money too. And our service is better than we had with AT&T. Like we get the tethering, like the remote hotspot. I know. For free. I know. With AT&T, it was so like, good. how about an extra five bucks? Just because again, vampire squid. Right. Well, I'm inspired. Thank you. Hell yeah. <laughs> Want to finish up with a gratitude crank up? Yeah. So um, mine is just, uh, we've kind of covered this topic a little bit already today, uh, but I want to say that my gratitude today is for our community of supporters. The people who have said with their dollars (laughs) that they support the work that we do and that it's meaningful and valuable to them. Uh, The folks that have made it possible for the last couple of years um, for us to keep doing the work that we do, uh, allowing us to... To just to, to keep at it, like I, I, it's it's incredible, actually. What we were we've been preparing for this uh, album celebration coming up, and yesterday you and I were just combing through all of our current supporters, um, mm-hmm. just so that we can get their like gifts lined up and stuff that we're going to send them, you know. And as a result, we went literally we we got to name every single person who is a current supporter. 
And think about we, them for as, a moment. Yes. And it was just yeah. a lovely moment. Like there were so many times where I would read a name. I'm like, oh, you know, like. Yeah. Thank mo- you, person. Most of them. Yeah. Like yeah. it was uh, all of them. Like it was just, yeah. it, you know, um, it was a really lovely moment to be able to just sort of like um, feel that person in my heart. <laughs> yeah. And I and so I'm feeling it, folks. And thank you. If you were in that group of people, uh, your support means so much to me and I am so grateful for you. Thank oh, you. I love it. Yeah, you know, uh, oddly, perhaps not oddly, that's the same thing that I had. <laughs> Just for, I'm also grateful for our community. And people, thank you. I want to really double down on what Shannon said. Thank you for supporting us doing our work. That's what you're doing when you uh, support us in a monthly way with small dollar recurring monthly contributions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just beginning right now a fundraiser period. So I'm going to leave, give you that address again. It's misfitstars.com slash support. So there's going to be two groups of people hearing my voice right now. There's going to be people who are already supporting us. First, thank you so much. You're mm. one of these people that we're so grateful for. Mm-hmm. Second, uh, I know that a lot of people when you signed up just kind of signed up, you know, you're like, ah, oh, whatever, I'll throw five bucks at it, you know? Which is amazing. It's it's great to have you in there. Also, uh, you know what helps twice as much as five bucks, ten bucks. <laughs> and so, if you're if you have room in your life to uh, you know increase the support that you're giving to us, we would be extremely grateful for it. And I'll just we'll just ask that straight out. You know what I mean? Uh, we know that our people care about what we do, and we're very grateful for it. And we embrace any opportunity that we have to give you more opportunities to support what we're doing. Because frankly, like the more support we have, the better stuff we can make. It's a literal one-to-one correlation. Mm-hmm. Like the advent of this subscription thing in our lives in 2020 mm-hmm. is what made directly the radio success that Shannon's had over this last year possible. It's a one-to-one straight line correlation. It's really easy. It's one stop down in that little train station. Translates, it's not just, oh, yay, it's a notch on my belt to have radio play. That's not what this is about. No. It's about more people yes. being exposed to yes. the work that we're doing. Yes. So the, 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 if the, the stuff that we're creating is meaningful to you and you think other people could benefit from hearing it and being exposed to it, well, that's happening yeah. because of your support. Like this new record, it's a concept album about the idea. It's about a process that you can do for yourself. You can follow along with the paperback book version of this album. It's a process of finding personal peace and power, like rediscovering your personal peace and power in hard times. So apropos for right now, this is what we're putting out into the world, right? And the fact that it's reaching more people, that's the goal, right? Mm -hmm. Like we want to put these hopefully healing, helpful helpful ideas Mm -hmm. into people's brains and hearts. And the more people, the better, because we want to have a world where more people feel self-actualized and empowered Mm. and happy and safe and Mm -hmm. okay and at peace with themselves in their own skin. Preach, Brother Jamie. That's what we're trying to do with this. So for people who are already supporting us, thank you. If you have room to just make it, if you if you don't even know how much you're supporting at and you're like, I could do another 10 bucks, just go to misfitstars.com slash support and just do another new thing for 10 bucks. We can't really add things, like, but all you got to do is just go make a new one and then you'll, you'll just have two little guys, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> uh, or do three guys, I don't care. Sky's the limit. <laughs> go nuts. Everyone counts. We have a couple little goals. We're trying to get 20 new supporters or upgrade supporters. You know, you'll count toward that. Also, like, you will upgrade yourself to better physical stuff that we will send you in the mail. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you're at 10, but you go to 20, you will go from having a uh, book and a CD to a book and a CD and a T-shirt. For just the extra $10, you get that T-shirt. Holy cow. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's a beautiful T-shirt. It's great. So, those are people who are already supporting. Thank you so much. People who are not yet supporting our work, 
this is a fundraiser time. If you have been on the fence wondering, oh, do I want to do this? Do I not? Now is the time to jump in. Mm -hmm. That's what fundraiser time is for. It's the one time each year. And again, we didn't even do this last year. We gave last year's fundraiser to someone with cancer. <laughs> this year, we're doing it, hopefully for us. If you want to take this opportunity to be like, yeah, now's the time I'm going to join up. I'm going to give Shannon and Jamie my support. Then just do that. Misfitstars.com slash support. Choose your own adventure. Most people come in at 10 bucks, but if you can do more, please do. Uh, you know, if you can do the $31 buck a day level, that's great. It helps three times as much as the $10 level. You know, spiritually, they're both the same. Financially, they're different. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, I wish we could pay our mortgage with the spiritual side. But until that's yeah. a possibility <laughs> in that wonderful utopian future that Shannon talked about, where we're not just widgets in a work machine, the $31 yeah. amounts do help. So do the 20 do the 31 if you can. Uh, but whatever you can do, we're grateful for it. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Misfitstars.com slash support. Yes. Thank you so much. And thank you for spending some time with us today. Uh, we hope to see you on our live broadcasts on Facebook and Instagram starting Friday, December 2nd mm -hmm. and going for 10 days thereafter. Um, uh, we'll be going on at 7 p.m. Pacific time each night. Just get on to uh, Facebook or Instagram. Make sure you're following me uh, on one of those places and wait till we go live and join in. Uh, but we'll also be back next week again with another podcast. So uh, until then... Please take good care of yourselves and be good to, to each other. Yeah, and, and before I say my bit, I just want to let you know that apropos of the lab broadcast, people who do $20 a month and up get to pick a song oh. of Shannon's for us to play acoustic. So just put that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we love y'all. Bye. Bye.